0: Hello and welcome to episode 8 of the Jack Halford podcast. It is Saturday evening. I'm tired. I'm rolling around. I can't get sleep. Why? Probably because I've been looking at screens too much, but also because there is thoughts rolling around in my head. Some of those thoughts are about asylum seekers. And the views some people have in this country about them and how they think that they are the problem. But in actual fact, I don't think they are a problem. Or if they are a problem, you know, who are they a problem? This doesn't make any sense to me. Because their argument is often, or oh, the money goes to them, so therefore that's why we are poor. That's not why you're poor, is it? Because you were poor before they were there. It's just just a stupid stupid way of thinking, isn't it, really? Um, Very, very stupid. I think very, very intelligent, educated people have control over the media and the news, obviously, because they have you know, high intelligence and the influence and the right connections they get in to the media or they start their own production companies up or media outlets. So because it's quite easy nowadays with the internet and they start spewing all of this sort of stuff and because they're wearing a suit and they look kind of respectable, people listen. uh, You know, the type of people that don't really know any better. Uh... Or they do, but they want to listen to that because they've been hard oh, done by by as that uh, maybe someone of that demographic, and now they've got a grudge or they've just been brought up like that. Well, I've got to tell you it's very fucking stupid you've got to think for yourself, you know a lot of your problems are probably caused by yourself, and a lot of, a lot of it is your own perception of the way things are you know a lot of people aren't as hard done by as they think they are you've got to be grateful for what you have even if you have very little I'm not talking about someone that's living on the street because that's shit and they're not living on the street because of migrants by the way, as they are a migrant they're probably living on the streets because life's hard (laughs) you know Life is hard. They might have an addiction problem. They might have a mental health problem, like many people do. I think I think most people have something going on because it's hard to keep up with your mental, physical and social health. You need all of them together to be in a good state of mind. And it's very easy for everything to be okay, ticking over okay, and then for everything to go wrong. And a lot of people find it very difficult. And they end up in bad situations, and it's easy to blame other people for your problems. But it's very, you know, very weak-minded people do that. I think it takes strength and courage to sort of take control of of your own life. You know, grab the reins of the horse of your own life and sort of try and take control of it it's hard work and it's easy to self-destruct to grab a bottle of wine or you know not exercise and just lay about not do anything you can't blame other people for that that's your own doing (laughs) it's like other people may have Done something that had triggered you to do those things, but it is your perception, isn't it? Because you, 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 you're just you're just acting that way, because you feel that way. But if you stopped and thought, you know what? I'm not gonna let this person make me do these things. They're not making you do these. But you just feel bad, so you're trying to stop yourself feeling bad boy. Self-destructing, I that's terrible. I it's terrible. I've done it in the past, terrible. I, I've i been, I've been uh, sober for a month or so, maybe more, um, because I know that alcohol's a depressant. Last night, I had, uh, on Friday evening, I had uh, a couple of whiskies with a cigar a mojito and a beer. But it was nice because I was socialising. I was just slowing down. I was enjoying it. It's not a regular thing. It's a rare occurrence. But when I have have something like that, it's an enjoyable experience. I'm in a good place mentally. I'm relaxed. I'm socialising. I'm with other people. That's important. You've got to engage with people and put yourself out there especially if the idea of that is daunting and it it makes you feel like you might get anxiety. Because if you stop yourself from doing something that gives you, because you think you're going to get anxiety eventually, you're not going to be able to get out of the house. So you need to make sure that you are doing the things that are uncomfortable. Because if you keep doing them, they become comfortable, or become bearable at least. Try not to intoxicate yourself to be able to bear with things either because that that's just using alcohol as a crutch and obviously alcohol is a drug that's misused the most in Britain we have a terrible drinking culture here and people that drink a lot people just think it's normal I don't think it is I think that being drunk a lot of the time is not good it's not good for your health obviously it deteriorates the mind Causes brain damage. It is poison. It's nice. It's fun. But over, over excess is, you know, the excess is, is bad. Very bad. But, um, you know, enjoy at your own risk. I like the idea of libertarianism. You know having freedom and autonomy and less government control but at the same time i've talked to people about this i've talked to people that i know about this people who are in the insurance who have studied politics and they assure me that some bureaucracy is actually quite good and that's that's this sort of thing like health and safety that we have sort of had to fight for people used to fight for health and safety Trade unions and things because of how many people were dying, just to get sort of infrastructure put in place so that people didn't die, or so that they had a place to comfortably have their lunch. You know, that's quite mad, isn't it? I think a bit of bureaucracy is actually quite a good thing. But at the same time, I'm like, I hate filling out forms, I hate the monitoring, I hate people know having to know everything about me just to get an opportunity. I hate that. Privacy isn't really a thing anymore. I think I enjoy privacy. But also, in my head, when I'm out doing things like today, I was just on a spontaneous trip to the Peak District, roaming around in my car on my own. I kept thinking to myself, I really want to share this online. Why? What so other people can see me doing it? Am I trying to make them jealous? Am I trying to make them think that I'm better than I am or something? Or I don't know. But what the hell is that? Why am I trying to show off? Why can't I just enjoy it, be in the moment? What the fuck's going on? You know? What the fuck is going Does anyone else get that? They're just like, they want to post why. Why so someone might see it and think better of you like I just thought to myself that's a load of rubbish but I do it and I think maybe it's because I'm trying to sell myself as an artist and I think like people are interested in the identity of of the artist as much as they are of the work so if they see me roaming around the countryside doing stuff that looks a bit interesting they might think mm, very good he's a you know, he's a character. It's all sort of creating a character. But you don't film yourself having a shit, you know, while well, some artists do. But everyone's just, you know, as normal as everyone else. We put on all of this shit online and it's not real, it's not authentic. I try and be as authentic as possible. That's why I'm doing this, you know, because I'm trying to get my thoughts out there. I try and think for myself. I'm like, Am I right wing? Am I left wing? No, I'm just me. I think whatever I think. I try and listen to other people. Some people are insufferable, and I understand why. There's a lot of people that really don't like left leaning people. The type, the the type, the types that are sort of really self righteous. But then you get that on the right as well. You know when they're just like, I believe this, and this is the right way of thinking. I think it's it's really very good to double down on, on stuff you believe in but as well as as well as as well as saying that it's insufferable when, when people won't listen to your point of view. Um, or they think they're they're right about something, but you know that well they're not because it's just an opinion or that they haven't really thought about it. They haven't really thought about it in a scientific way, because scientists will sort of do tests, right? They'll do a lot of tests. They'll think about all the factors. People don't really do that um, with politics. They sort of just have their own belief um, because of their social groups, because of their family. They have a certain belief in something. I think that's a bit mad. You know, sure. Sort of have a think about it. Think about the pros and cons, and then come to a conclusion. And then don't be afraid to change that conclusion, because you'll be learning stuff every day, and observe, and talk to people that are different from you. And you'll soon realise that everything's actually fine, <laughs> unless it's not. Uh, it's not for a lot of people but it it's still pretty good it's still pretty cushy in this country the united kingdom in england it's it's pretty good yeah having to pay for a lot of stuff but if you're in a house you're lucky i mean you're in one of the best countries in the entire world for sort of you know living standards Sure, there's people living in London and they're paying a lot of rent and they have mould on their walls, but we live in a damp country, don't we? Yes. (laughs) What is this? You know, I've been like this as well, like calling landlords parasites. What the hell? I know landlords. Some of them are great. I, I used to have a landlord. Sure, I had damp in my flat, but he was a solid bloke. Nice bloke. The rent was cheap. Of course, it was going to be mold. It's not perfect. That's why it was cheap. But, you know, the thing I, I don't like is when you get foreign investors, people that aren't even living here, buying properties up and not even renting them out. They're sort of artificially, uh, you know, inflating the prices of property by leaving some of them empty in say London, the Borough of Southwark, for instance, well back in, I think it was 2020, I wrote an essay for university about the housing crisis and how there was about 2000 empty uh, properties in the Borough of Southwark alone. And you're looking at like six or 700 to, just for a bedroom in a shared house as a student around there which is mad that's crazy the problem is empty housing we need to we need to you know bring a stop to this uh investing in property and not living in it or not renting it out it's a big problem there needs to be maybe rent caps now i don't know if i like the idea of that or not people need to be able to pay the mortgage off don't they and they need to be able to fix things if they go wrong they need money to do that that's where the rent money should go it should be going on the mortgage a little bit to them and a little bit save the way just in case the boiler needs replacing but they should have insurance in place for stuff like that as well obviously they don't want to be making too many claims on insurance because the price of insurance goes up if you make claims um, People don't think about the costs involved for the landlords. Then they're, they're not having it easy. I think a lot of people are having to go with them at the minute, and they're not really being empathetic. Everyone is a person. They are human, and they need to be, uh, you know, respected. You know, everyone's quite complex, more complex than you think. This is why I don't like the trend of NPCs like calling people NPCs, non-player characters. It's sort of, you know, saying they're not actually people, isn't it? They're they're just sort of non player characters in society, like some weird bloke that's having a meltdown in the street. They're like a non player character in like Grand Theft daughter, a homeless man. But that bloke is probably going through the worst time of his life because of a breakup or grieving the death of someone. Now he's on the street with an addiction. Everyone's got a story and no one's perfect. You know, terrible. Very negative, isn't this? But I had a lovely time with the Peak District uh, today. I just drove up there on a whim after doing a five, six mile run in the morning to get my car. Went back home, had an ice bath. During the ice bath, I was just thinking about life. And thinking well i need to sort of grab it by the balls i'm going to drive to the beach district uh first stop was in matlock i got a sausage carp from a very nice traditional butcher shop near where i used to live when i went to school around there with brown sauce of course very nice enjoyed that then i drove to bakewell got a traditional bakewell pudding very good uh, took in the um, the rain. <laughs> it was very, very wet, and damp, and dewy. There were some funny, um, horses. They were doing something with horses there, so I had a bit of a stare of the, the equestrian, whatever you call it. I don't know what you call it, but they looked fancy. The horses looked fancy, they were doing a bit of a pitter-patter dance. very much enjoyed staring at them. And then I drove to Buxton, parked the car up, and got some fish and chips, and a vimto, and mushy peas. It was nice. Sat there, had that, really good. Looked at a statue, and then I left. Drove back, beautiful drive back on the A6 and um, A50, then the M1, I think. The A6 is my favorite, because it's, um, I think it's Duffield, it's works with Cromford, Matlock, Matlock Bath, well, Matlock Bath then Matlock. Beautiful, beautiful villages, absolutely amazing. If you get the chance to go, go, very good. You can get a train to Cromford, and uh, walk to Matlock Bath from there. Or you can get a train to Matlock Bath, actually, at Matlock. All along the same route. A train that goes all the way from Nottingham, I think, to Matlock Bath. And then back. Stops in Derby. Derby's a very good place as well. Has some interesting places. uh, Like the Silk Mill the Silk Mill, a Museum of Making. Uh, I think one of the first factories in the world, which is fascinating, you know, the start of the Industrial Revolution was there. And that's, that's why you can hear me speaking now because of the Industrial Revolution. I'm using a smartphone to record this. Isn't that amazing? It's magical. The more I think about all of these things we have access to now, the more I'm tempted to believe there is something higher. You know, the more I just sort of sit sit still and just take everything in. I'm like, well, this is magical. This isn't man-made. I mean, it is man-made, but how the hell do we have the power to do that? And you look at other animals and you think, sure, they have a personality, but they can't make things like this. This must be some sort of God-given power. I think it, it gives us comfort to think about things like that. But I think there must be something to it. Because I just don't believe that we're just here. It just feels strange, like, you know, we have hands and a whole consciousness inside of us. It just feels like there must be something more some other kind of realm to explore. We dream. We dream. We daydream. We trip on mushrooms and psychedelics and things. You know, it's it's crazy not to think there's something higher out there. But yeah, I think it gives us comfort, especially if we're grieving or if we're going through something hard. I think a lot of people turn to religion, they turn to spirituality, or just even mindfulness. The breath, you know, one of the most. That is, that is your existence and being, isn't it? Your breath. When you're focusing on the breath, you are really honed in. That's why I like do my ice baths, because it really does make you sort of really concentrate on the breath in the moment and it brings you back and it grounds you down to the ground down to the ground i love it sometimes i'm not looking forward to it but once i'm in the bath i'm enjoying it and i get a rush of endorphins when i get out not as good as after the run after the suffering of a run i get a real good rush of endorphins but after the run today, I did the ice bath. Oh, my God. So refreshing. Amazing. Really sets you up for the day. So there's a, there's a new thing. A bit of cardio. 20 to 30 minutes. Get in the ice bath. Have, a, have something to eat. Then do strength, strength training, maybe. They say don't do cardio before doing weights. I say do a little bit. Get... Get all of the good chemicals rushing round, then have your ice bath, do a bit of eating, shower, whatever, and then you know let it sit then go and do some strength training. People don't really have time to do this in this order, but you know, just an idea. I don't know if everyone has enough time. But you have enough time to listen to this, don't you? You lazy cunt. <laughs> sitting on your fucking phone for hours a day saying I don't have time to do that but you're on your fucking phone for hours every day. So am I. It's ridiculous. It's terrible. And I think we just need to stop doing it. We need to read more, exercise more, live in the moment. We need to live in the moment, feel things, become aware of why we feel the way we do and put into motion some kind of coping mechanism to deal with it. And what is that coping mechanism? It's not fucking staring at your phone, looking for an answer. You're not going to find it. You're going to find it within yourself. By exerting yourself, by working hard, by pushing yourself, by doing the things that are uncomfortable and pushing through them. And that's, that's where the endorphins are. That's where the dopamine is. It's at the end of the road, after the run, you know. It's it's after doing the hard stuff, when you're allowed to feel good. Happiness comes after suffering. You have to earn it. And it shouldn't be the goal. The goal should be to do the work. The goal should be to get the thing. And then once you've got the thing, you're like, I want more, I want more. I want more. How do you get more? Working hard. And resting. So you can work hard. But enjoying life. And socialising. And being with family. And having a family. And starting a family. That's something I'm really passionate about at the minute. In my head, that's my goal. I want to start a family. But before I get there, I need to sort my own life out. So become... Slightly more financially free, fitter, healthier, have my artistic practice where I want it. Just keep at it. You know, we all need to just keep at it, just keep going. Pause, don't stop. Pause, freeze, don't stop. Carry on, keep going. Everyone. As within them greatness, you just have to find it. You have to push yourself. I know because people tell me, people tell me that I've got it, but I don't like that because it can make you can make you uh, it can make you slow down. But I'm not there yet. I know I've got work to do. I've not made my masterpiece yet, you know. But I'm I'm on my way. I'm gonna keep doing it. The only way to get better at something is practice. That's why it's called a practice, an artistic practice. A dental practice, you know. GP. GP, I mean general practitioner. They practice. If you don't practice, you forget and you have to relearn and retrain. But that is practice. That is revision. We all have to constantly learn as we become very... Bored very quickly, which can lead to depression. Not doing things that stimulate your mind, unstimulate your mind. You become bland. You become a pile of shit. I mean, that's harsh, but we do. We become sloths and we get in a rut. We need not to be in a rut. We need to be doing things. We need to be cleaning. We need to be ordering our lives, you know, doing all of the good things. I'm very obsessed with this in a minute. That's why I'm drawn to the military a little bit. You know, I had this idea I want to be a Royal Marines Commando. Don't think it's going to happen, mate. But I like the detail. I like the fact that they, they have to do admin, they have to, like, you know... Fold the sheets in a certain way. Fold their clothes in a certain way. Wear certain things a certain way. Train very, very hard. Get up early. It's very good discipline. You need discipline. If you want to do anything good, you have to keep at it. Consistency. I know that from training for the half marathon. 12 weeks, I stuck to the training program that I made for myself. And then I did it. I did it in around two hours, two hours, two, two hours, five minutes. My aim was to do it in about two hours or less. I'm pleased with my result. I only got there by training. Training consistently. So if you can do it for that, if you can if you can if you can train for five K for a ten K for a half marathon for a marathon, you can take that mindset and then sort of use that in whatever it else, whatever it is that you want to accomplish. So if you want to be a really good painter, you have to train, you have to make paintings. If you want to be a good printmaker, you have to make a lot of prints. You learn through trial and error. You learn what people want to buy because they buy some things and they, buy, they don't buy other things. So you make more of the things they buy, you make them better so they want to buy more of them. You control the supply so you can limit the supply or make it seem more exclusive so that they're more attracted to it. That's what some brands do, like Rolex do that. They've got a waiting list. You have to be known to for making something good before you can do that. So there has to be either some kind of brand identity Um. So people want to buy because of that, or you need to actually make a good product. I'm into making a good product with a kind of philosophy, with an idea, with an identity behind it as well. That's what art is to me. It's it's something that's well-crafted and beautiful and nice to look at, but also has a deeper meaning, a theoretical meaning. And what my deeper meaning is at the minute is, is what I've been talking about in this podcast, it's the introspection, it's the self-reflection, it's the awareness that we must have to be able to improve. You know, the awareness that, oh, wait, I'm lagging a little bit, why the fuck have I started smoking again, blah, 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 you know. It's knowing that we're not perfect, and no one is, but we can be better, and we shouldn't have a go at other people, because we're shits too. It's difficult, because you want to call someone a fat slob, but why are you calling them a fat slob? Because you're insecure, because you've got a bit of fat around your belly. That's why. Because maybe you were bullied as you were growing up for being a certain way, and now when you see people like that, now you've improved. You don't think as much of them. But they're that way because maybe they have something going on. You've got to be aware of these things before you act I think that's what I've learned from readings, like stoic philosophy and stuff you know stuff that's out of your control don't let it bother you don't let it get to you there's nothing you can do about it you can't change other people you can only change yourself don't change people don't chase desire that's what the Buddhists say the Buddhists say desire is suffering it's something I'm trying to embody at the minute although I'm trying to embrace suffering but not through chasing desire just through putting myself through, how like ice baths and exercise, like I've already said. Yeah, and this thing I'm trying to do this consistently. This is probably one of the longer podcasts I've done so far, but if I just keep at this, I'm not advertising this. So if you're what if you're listening, thank you very much. I appreciate you. I hope you enjoy it. You know, I just want these to sort of provoke some kind of change in people. I want to help people, help themselves. That's what my last theme was about, Man Up, available now on com. Please buy it, it's called Man Up, it's about masculinity, bettering yourself. How some people find it hard to do that because they have disabilities, They talk about self-destruction, addiction, all types of different things in it. You know. It's very small. It's only about 31 pages of text. A6. Size. All screen printed by hand. And hand bound with thread from my mum's uh, collection of threads. I did go out and buy more. Use what you've got. That's what I would say. Excess is overkill. Excess. Excess is brilliant. Nice to have loads of th- things, isn't it? But buying things needlessly. You know. It's a bad habit, especially if you don't have a lot of money. So try not to do that. Live within your means. Don't let the adverts on TikTok and Instagram get to you. Return things for God's sake. You know? Save your money. Great time to save money at the minute. Interest rates are skyrocketing. Don't borrow it. Save it. Budget. Be frugal. Work hard. Reduce costs. Swallow your pride. That's all I've got to say. Need to go to sleep. Thank you very much for listening. Bye bye bye.